Hey everybody, welcome to the next cast. I'm your host, Matt. I'm Tyler. Hi. And I'm Josh. I think we reversed where we were supposed to go, but that's okay. <laughs> okay. It is, seriously, guys, this is going to be one of those episodes where I get distracted by everything. I, I have no attention span for this whatsoever. Um, I don't even really know why. I'm just in a really, really freaking good mood. Like It's a Saturday. That's what it is. Super good mood. Yeah. I'm having steaks for dinner. So it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good times, guys. Plus, you fancy, know, fancy, fancy. Uh, I'm on Arch Linux. What's not to like? Uh, anyway, so let's. Uh, so this is the Linux cast. We talk about Linuxy things. That's what we usually do on this channel, anyways. Uh, today, not so much really. Actually, we have a, we're, we're going to do something a little bit different today. We have a topic. So if you have been following the podcast for a while, that's what we actually used to do was topics. We didn't cover the news. Uh, then we covered a little bit of news and a topic, and then we went to all news. Um, now we're going to start interspersing some topics here and there. It's not going to be like every week or whatever. We're going to just because you know there are big things that we need to talk about. So um, we're going to talk about artificial intelligence today. But we're gonna, before we do that, we're going to talk about what we did this week in open source and Linux and all that nonsense. So Tyler, did you do anything in the open source world this week, or have you been living in Bill Gates' pocket? Yeah, uh, actually, I have um, been doing a lot of Blender work, mm-hmm. animating. Um, uh, modeling and by modeling, I mean taking my assets and modifying them. Um, in Blender, um, animating in Blender's been a lot of fun. Um, also, uh, found out that setting up a rig uh, can be uh, for a for a mo- for a gun model, especially an AR style one uh, with a charge, a slide, heard, a magazine. I heard yeah. it's quite tedious and takes you about seven hours of a live stream. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then you finally get it animated, and it takes you like another three, four hours to get a good, you know, idle animation and a walk animation. So, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah, it's been it's been a little tedious, but I've been doing a lot of Blender work, uh, some stuff in Unity. But um, I will say though, Unity has gotten more reliable on Linux, but it's not really stable enough where um, I consider it like ready to go. Um, also, for context, why I'm using Unity and animating stuff in Blender and doing all that stuff is uh, on my channel. We're making a game, um, and obviously, it will. It, I mean, it'll be on all platforms, but of course, definitely Linux. Um, yeah, uh, we're and making all the enemies are going to are gonna be empowered by ChatGPT. Sadly, no, no. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't think a language model is going to transfer over to a to a pathfinding model very well. We'll find out. Could have it write the script. Yeah, that's true. So that so the entire story is written by AI. Uh, actually, so a big part of what we're doing is everyone in the community is helping on different parts. So, um, one guy named Fraggle has he's done um, both the story and um, uh, what was it the ga- um, gameplay loop or something like that. Like he helped out a lot with that. Had Hip Dad give some pointers and stuff and we're just kind of making a fun game like we're just having fun with it so like the story it doesn't take itself too seriously it's pretty funny like um and yeah it's just all around a good game and so josh won out josh wanted a narrative game i was like i don't i don't think we're gonna go that route yeah now the game's got a story we gotta make a game that i at least i'm willing to play otherwise i'm not gonna touch it my favorite game of all time is heavy rain and it's it's like a story based it's a good game game that's like all it is it's, uh, god the game is so good oh man that was back when i was a gamer 
<laughs> quote unquote gamer. <laughs> it's been a minute since I even looked at that game. That's, that's that game's twenty years old. Um, I literally no. got it for free, and I didn't think it was going to be good. And then I started playing it, and I was like, I cannot believe they gave this gave this game to me for free. It's really nice game. Really like, good it's game. Really good. And it, some, and it has several different endings, so you can play it, you know, a couple times. All right, mm-hmm. uh, Josh, what have you been doing this week in Linux? Uh, well, other than uh, pushing several hundred updates to Solus, because apparently uh, no, nobody else is updating uh, GUI applications and everybody else is working on, e- on everything underneath, uh, that's really been about it. Uh, I, I did attempt to record a couple of videos today and then watch a hard drive die. Well, not today, but like this week, and watch a hard drive, well, two hard drives in a RAID 10 array die. Which, if you know anything about uh, software raid, if you have one drive die, it's fine. If you have two two drives die, it's bad. And the back and for some reason, the backup script didn't take effect yet. So uh, as a result, I lost uh, fourteen videos that I that I had recorded. Almost hey, due for editing. I thought you were about to say fourteen terabytes. I was gonna be no, like, no, 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 not fourteen Ugh. terabytes. Uh, thankfully, it, thankfully, it's my massive eighteen terabyte uh, da- data storage of which. Uh, most of most of which did make it to the backup server. <laughs> that is one you thing that so I need to take out with my setup. Uh, well, yeah. I I also tend to buy a lot of used gear, so it's kind of my own fault too. Yeah, I do that too. I, I, it's been so long since I bought anything new. Um, it's just so much easier to buy used stuff and cheaper. Um, yeah. So it's yeah, Solus really, is not a dead distro, by the it way. It really uh, is weird to have two distro maintainers now on the podcast. <laughs> But that's I'm, basically I'm what you've become. I'm not even a distro maintainer. I'm just I'm just updating some packages for people that are working how on other things before, right now. How long before they invite you to join the project? Uh, probably never because you know I'm still making them mad at me. Yeah, I was. <laughs> he, I was he would literally. Get I was He's just waiting. Banned. <laughs> I, I was just waiting for y'all to be finished talking. I was like, they'll never do that. Like I know Josh. Like as soon, as soon as they do something that he doesn't like. He's not going to be like, I'm disappointed, but it's okay. He's going to be like, no. They they rejected me packaging Thunar. <laughs> and like, uh, it is objectively better file manager than Kaja. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So, me personally, I've done some things. So, uh, I was on Archcraft, and I, you know, was enjoying it. It was fine. And I got everything set up after my Redcore adventure. And I did a, so I was back to my normal, like, ZSH RC f- uh, file, and somewhere in there I had an Arch install, like, alias that used TopGrade. And TopGrade, for whatever reason, is really, it's either really old in the AUR or really new in the AUR. I'm not sure which one it is. But when I went to run it, it ran fine, but somewhere along the line it rewrote everything in the Etsy directory. Like, yep. it rewrote Every single thing in there. So I, I managed to I managed to get and it was on a Butterfest system, but the system it was only three days old, and I hadn't managed to take a snapshot yet. So I was kind of screwed. So is I that up, why you're asking me how to automate the snapshots? Well, I, I never used Zipper before. I always <laughs> used Time Shift, you know, and, and never ran it as a cron job. I just, just ran Time Shift every time I did a um, an update. And I know oh. you can run, I know you can run Time Shift now along with Pac-Man or whatever. There's some integration there now, but there didn't used to be. 
Um, but anyways, I installed Vanilla Arch Linux, and you know it's it's been fine. Uh, it, it feels weird to be back on Arch Linux after saying that it was overrated for like the last seven months. I feel <laughs> I feel a little weird <laughs> about it, but it's 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 been a good experience. I also I also been said I I've basically been spending spending the last two days or so. Um, getting everything back set up the way it needs to be, making sure everything is, you know, set up. And the the number of things that don't come with a baseline Arch installed, Arch install script install of Arch Linux is really kind of shocking. Like, man, is not installed. It's gotten, the base group has definitely gotten smaller. Like, man, like, okay, like, I want, what I want to know, I'm going to go on a little bit of rant here. So, like, so the, the, Application man is not installed on vanilla Arch Linux out of the box through Arch install nope. at least, right? Nope. The idea behind it, I don't know what it is, but it doesn't make any sense no matter what the argument is because the thing that if it's to if it's to save package space, fine. But man is like one of the smallest packages you could possibly. I mean, it's like I mean, we're talking we're talking kilobytes. Here's the funny so. thing on Arch Linux, man is actually two different packages. Well, I don't care. <laughs> I'm just saying is that the it, it doesn't actually save space because every program you install is going to install the man page anyways. It's mm-hmm. all the documentation is going to be there no matter what packages you install. It's going to be in, you know, user whatever docs or whatever, right? So, and that's going to be what's taking up the space on the system. So you can't tell me it's because of minimalism. It doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever that man is a thing. But also, uh, Vanilla Arch Linux does not respect XDG DIRs. It doesn't set up that stuff at all. You have to do it all manually, which is mm-hmm. just—it's XDD DIRs, right? I mean, like, like I don't understand how is this not default? If you're going to use System D, and System D, they actually pulled out eLogin D from System D in order to package it separately, put it in the AUR, you know, because it's not even there anymore. So you have to just put all this stuff in there. It's—it's—it's it's, it's really weird the things that they've chosen to care about. Well, eLogin D is actually a separate project from Login D, which is what you're actually probably assuming. Login D is actually a System D project now, so that's probably why they uh, mo- moved the eLogin D to the AUR. Right, but it's, it's they're packaged together on literally every other distro except for Gen two. Yeah, so <laughs> no, you do have a good point there. <laughs> right, right. Like the, the, those are the two distros that take Login D or eLogin D out. And you have to install them separately. This one and everything else is packaged together. It doesn't make. Uh, I, I it doesn't. I don't know. I'm sure they have some developer reason for it, but it, it was just the more I use Vanilla Arch Linux, every time I come across something that like, wait a minute, why isn't that there? Like, Vi, is it time for Matt to enter the void? Vi isn't installed. Maybe actually, someone in chat said Arch goes out of their way to make things painful, just like Suckless. They just hate people. And like, look, if we're gonna be honest, I think I think Arch is going through a period where do they're. I, do I need to find that bug report that I filed against Pac-Man? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where the guy literally raged at me and told me to buy better internet. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like to, to me, like the, the the thing with Arch right now is they're going through like kind of the the suckless phase of development. They're they're wanting to slim down and minimalize, which like I I do like Arch is a very minimal distro. I, I do kind of like that. However, sometimes they're going about it the suckless way, where it's just like arbitrary, like and stuff that makes no sense, like two thousand lines of code. Why? Okay. 
So here, here's here's my question. Maybe Josh, you know the answer to this question. Which package is bigger, Vi or Nano? I actually believe Vi is is larger than Nano is. Well, I guess then that would make sense because Vi doesn't come installed, but Nano does. Um, but can you think of another distribution out there that is a GNU slash Linux that doesn't come with Vi installed out of the box? Fedora. I'm pretty sure Fedora has Vi installed. Nope. It doesn't. It doesn't? I'd be, nope. I'd be shocked if you guys are right about that. I, I, I'm, I'm positive well, I mean, the last I've time used I tried it, it wasn't. On, on You've Fedora. probably installed it. That's why. Well, or no, installed something that put it in as a dependency. I just push that little extra button and get that myself some tasty Vim if I'm going <laughs> to install it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, come on. I ain't, I ain't not that dumb. I'm just saying I, I'd be uh, interesting. Okay. I'm going to. Uh, anyways. That so, said. That said, there are some issues with Arch Linux right now, where it's like a lot of the packages are actually like falling behind uh, the bleeding edge that Arch Linux is famous for, and it's actually starting to become a little bit concerning because at this point there's a, there's like one guy that's like packaging sixty percent of the packages. Yeah, no, which, actually, you do bring up a very kudos, very kudos good point. to that guy. I can't remember his name. Not that I even remember how to pronounce it anyway. But that guy, that guy, you know, he he's got to have like his own dedicated build server for for like these Arch packages. Or, you know, he's well, just not testing him whatsoever. That's, that's kind of the problem with Arch is like, so Arch is falling behind the bleeding edge, but it's also, it's it, I think it's a natural thing because like the community has grown to such a point. It's so hard, like like the packet, the scope of the packages that the project has to maintain has just grown so much. Yeah, uh, like, which uh, they, they have pushed a lot of stuff out out of the uh, main and the extra repositories to the community repo as well, uh, which the community repo is completely community-maintained. So the Arch core team is actually maintaining less packages compared to what they used to. Well, that's by necessity because the packages, yeah. like you got to think of it like this: ten years ago, the packages, like let's just say they were they're maintaining the exact same packages. Those packages have gotten larger. And there's more, to, especially if you're if you're doing proper auditing on the packages you maintain. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. I mean, if if you if you're maintaining a big project that gets plenty of commits from people and like you're actually auditing code before you publish to a repo, like yeah, yeah. But then again, let's be honest, most maintainers don't do that, and also, I don't blame them either. That's a lot of fucking work, and no one's paying you. So no one wants to spend two hours going over the code base for a small little program to make sure no one's done something messed up. As long as the program compiles and works, cool, send it up. All right, so I don't know. Anyways, I'm back on Arch. I'm mostly happy. So that's just... Mostly happy. I'm, like I'm mostly happy. Um, I, I don't... I ha So at, at the end of my Red Core experience... I was very happy to, you know, I, I was ready to get off Redcore. There was nothing wrong with Redcore. I, I liked it plenty enough. I was just ready to go back to a regular distribution. Um, but, you know, I was happy to hop. But now I'm back to wanting to find something stable. And as long as Arch stays stable, I'll probably be happy with it for a while. Um, but, you know, I could see myself going back to Fedora. I'm, you know. So, I don't know. Wait, hold on. Didn't you get a, a new recent graphics card upgrade? Yeah. You got the 6700? Okay. Or 6750? So, on Fedora, you guys are right. Vi is not installed. That's because they installed them by default. Yeah. So, 
and yeah. Vi is aliased to Vim in Fedora. And I know that because I literally just installed Fedora to check it. So don't say. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I literally yeah. just did that. Match proof wrong. <laughs> all right. Well, I all mean, right. no, you like. I know like, the default it, it, text it is... editor system wide is Nano. <laughs> well, that's not that's well, that's not surprising. That's what that's we what caught most... you on a technicality. But at the same time, I, I think we can all agree it's better that the Vim dev or excuse me, not the Vim devs, the Fedora devs give you Vim instead of VI. Like, look, like everyone can, especially if you're a Vim user, you can use VI, no problem. But there's also no reason, unless unless we're talking about a strictly server distribution, like anything oriented towards the desktop, just install like Vim or Nano, like or both. That's pretty much like, don't go VI. Like, there's no reason to go VI. Yeah. If someone doesn't like Vim and they only want VI, well, they can just uninstall it and install v VI. It's fine. Okay, so here's another question. I, I mean, we really do need to get into the main topic, but screw it, who cares? Mm -hmm. Is for... Okay, so I, I might be under misunderstanding what Vi sudo is, but isn't Vi sudo isn't Vi a dependency of Vi sudo or is Vi sudo just an alias for whatever default text editor you have on the system? Uh, vi sudo is just a editor editor command that just uh tell, opens up the the system's default editor like into sudo, the sudo configuration like, like file su like sudo edit. Yeah, it's basically yeah. sudo edit. Okay, um, it's just sudo edit before sudo existed. Right. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm I'm it's just so weird to me that Arch comes without vi installed. It's like Maybe Fedora does something weird, but every distro that I've ever used has Vi installed. Um, like it's weird because if if Arch uses Arch uses Grub as the is the bootloader, so that means it has Emacs installed mm -hmm. in some form fashion, but it doesn't have Vi installed. <laughs> now I don't think you can actually use that version of Emacs, right? It's that's built into Grub, but still, it, it, the the no. Uh, well, Grub, Grub doesn't actually ship Emacs. It ships a it ships an editor that's that uses Emacs key bindings, but that's really about it. Right. I thought it was actually Emacs. It's not. Wait, actually did you Emacs. just say Grub ships? Yeah. yeah. Have you have Grub? you have you ever been in the Grub Grub editor? A couple times. No. That's the reason. Next that's time you boot a Linux system that's using a Grub, Emacs just hit. Next time you're in a boot menu for, that's 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 using Grub, just hit the E key on your keyboard, and it'll drop you right into it. To an Emacs editor? Yeah. Get the fuck out. You're being serious? I'm like, serious. How is it that... Really? I, I knew yeah. something that Tyler didn't know. I'm just... <laughs> Anyways. Wait. Isn't that weird? Hold on. Just get, get, just bear with me for just a second. Why an Emacs editor? Uh, because Grub came out before, before Vim did. Plus, plus it's, a GNU pro it's, it's a GNU project, right? Yeah, it's a GNU yeah, project. But, isn't, that's, that's but isn't Emacs a, a, much larger? Well, uh, like I said, it's it not, not Emacs. full Emacs apparently. Uh, uh, that was my gotcha, gotcha. Okay, but uh, but because it's a GNU project, Emacs is also a GNU project, so it makes sense that that's the reason why. Um, gotcha. The, if, if there was ever reason not now. to use, I thought you were literally just dropping into Emacs. <laughs> I was like, wait, hold on. Well, it, hold it's on. my. If you went into it, you would think. I mean, I thought it was Emacs because it's modeled after. You, it has the Emacs key bindings and shit. Um, it models after Emacs. It, it doesn't look... Yeah. It's just... But it's black instead of white by default. Um, I mean, so is Emacs. <laughs> Emacs by default doesn't actually support syntax highlighting. It's a lot of distributions that, that just package that in with it. So well, it has... A, Emacs by default has a black background? Yeah, and, Emacs and, by and, default. And, and, and somebody out there said, oh, you want to... That's a bad idea. Let's go do the white theme instead. 
Uh, so the the way that it works is that Emacs the GUI application uses the uses the black, white background with black text because that is the that is the G, GTK default. The GTK defaults to add white to which is a a, a light theme. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Now Emacs in the terminal inherits your terminal colors. I've been told not to that using Emacs in the terminal is like spankable. Well, <laughs> I've I've heard using Emacs in the terminal is equated to a, 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 like a deadly sin. Right. That's exactly that's what DT says. DT says you shouldn't use it in the terminal. I think it was DT. Um, well, I mean, I've heard it for more than just DT, but I funny thing is, you are right. DT funny thing is, that. the majority of my time spent in Emacs is actually in a terminal because a lot of times whenever I'm using Emacs, I'm I'm SSHing into my web server, which maintains my wonderful Dungeons and Dragons document. Do you do you lose features though? Like yeah, being in the terminal, how many? Uh, well, so the biggest fe- the the biggest features that you lose text size is the for me. yeah is uh, variable font sizes, okay. as well as uh. Di- different fonts entirely because uh you get the yeah because in org mode you can set different font faces for different paragraphs so like oh, your headings yeah, be that, one, no, okay, one font sense, and then yeah. your body be a, be a different font uh, yeah. as well as different sizes too some bold some italics i got you that makes sense we're, yep. 30, we're 30 minutes and we haven't even touched the topic yet it's fine oh, it's yeah, fine right. we'll, we'll we'll segue into it because you know uh the wonderful thing about emacs is that emacs has a plugin for chat gpt what doesn't have it as well as copilot for, for chat <laughs> you get one v- for vim, vim doesn't have either actually i'm uh, there actually is a, a plugin there is for vim yeah. that puts chat, chat gpt in there uh, i think it actually might be for neovim because i think it's written in lua it, it, um, it, it, well, that's what I was going to say. There is a Vim one, but it's Neo Vim. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you yeah, might be right. able to get it working it. on vanilla Vim, though. It's, I just it, found it's it. fairly new. It's within the last month or so. Oh. So, yeah. Uh, I, this I one know, says though. that it is built with Vim, not, v- not Neo Vim. Uh, uh, so there's probably more than one. Vim script. Well, it, it's, the th- it's the new thing. Okay, so you guys know when you, you first learn how to program, one of the first things you learn how to do is either a calendar or a to do list or something like that. Um, yeah, chat, the Chat GPT bot or the Chat GPT. I learned how to draw a box in- integration. That's going to be the new first thing that programmers learn how to do, <laughs> because you yeah. don't have to do it yourself. All you do is say, "Hey, Chat B- GPT, do this for me," and I'll turn it in as my own. <laughs> well, like really, in all honesty, like I don't. I think that that probably, especially in the future, will definitely be how like new new to programming like um, beginners start out. Because it's it's really not that hard. You integrate the API, and then you just query whatever that like the input is from the user. Send that over to ChatGPT. You take the text input and just spit it out into a text editor. No, I mean, you don't even use ChatGPT. You use the purpose-built tool. So like your GitHub Copilot, if you're using VS Code or if you're working with Amazon stuff, they're, well, they're fancy yeah, new yeah, AI. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you but you get what I'm saying. Like you're you're essentially just querying. You're you're literally just querying an output. That's it. Like it's really mm-hmm. not that hard. Okay, so. so let's go ahead and jump into the main topic. So we we can do that before before we do. Let's go ahead and, and get the contact information out of the way. That way we don't have to come back to it because there's no good split part once we get into the topic. So if you want to get in contact with us, you can do so in a number of ways. The best way is probably to head on over to the website, which is the linuxcast.org. There you'll find previous episodes all the way back to season one. Uh, we're well over 100 episodes now, by the way. I mean, like, well over. So uh, if you are, if it's a rainy day and you want to hear some really mediocre Linux content, head on over there and, and listen to some of our, our early episodes. Trust me, 
you'll regret it. <laughs> some of those are pretty that is one hell it. of a pitch. If you want to hear some, me- if you want to see some mediocre content. All right. Well, you got me sold. To be, to be fair, those early episodes with me and Ricky are pretty good. Uh, and, and then it goes downhill because it's just me for a little while. And then Martin shows up and it gets better. And then it just continues to get better after that. So, anyways. Well, it, well no, because then I join on and then just things go downhill <laughs> massively. Uh, that's not true. We ha- You and I hit, hit that chemistry thing off right from the bat, dude. You were you yeah, were the per- perfect co-host to join, join at that point. Because if I hadn't found a co-host right you know, then... It would have been just me, and probably I wouldn't have even started the you know the YouTube channel to go along with it. So, anyways, uh, previous episodes on the website. You can also find blog posts there uh, when I post them, which I do every single week. If you want to get early access to those po- uh, blog posts, along with an exclusive podcast, which I put out every single week, you can uh, fi- find that in su- with uh, by supporting me at Patreon.com/slash The Linuxcast. Uh, Josh is on the interwebs, and you can find all of his contact information at tenleyj.com slash stalker. Tyler is on YouTube, and we just need to pause here for a second and realize that, first of all, Tyler put out a video this week, like an actual video. Um, He remembered his login information, apparently. He found it written down on that post-it note, which was under a dirty sock somewhere. Um, Mm -hmm. Anyways, uh, you can uh, go over there. He's been streaming. Uh, He, like, streamed for eight hours last night playing a game. Mm-hmm. So if you like yeah. games, you if you like game development, head on over youtube.com slash zanyog is the URL that you'll want to find there. Uh, you can email us at email at the linuxcast.org. And if you want to find all of these links, you can either look in the chat right now because Josh is being a good moderator. Thank you, Josh. Or you can You're head welcome. on over to the linuxcast.org slash contact. Uh, so that's you'll find all of the links for all of our stuff there. Now, obviously, Steve's links are also there. He's uh, He's away. Uh, on assignment. I think he's at a wedding or something, I think is what he said he was doing. So, anyways, uh, that is the contact information. Now, <clears throat> excuse me. The topic of the day is artificial intelligence. Now, before we jump into this whole artificial intelligence conversation, can we just pause for a minute and talk about the name? Because it's the stupidest name ever, because this is not artificial intelligence in the the same way as like a Will Smith movie, right? It's not it's not that type of artificial intelligence. Really what we're talking about is machine learning, we're talking about uh, you know, vast data collection and, and parsing instantaneously in search engines and stuff like that. It's basically the evolution of Google uh and their data collection monstrosity over the course of the last, you know, 30 years. That's what we're seeing for the base part. Now, people call it AI because it's the biggest catchphrase, biggest hot word that you can slap AI on the front of your package and people will pay an extra 50% for it. You know what I mean? It's the, it's the, it's essentially the new gaming thing. Like, (laughs) you you know, you know how like you could make a shitty pair of headphones, but call it a gaming headphone. You could charge 60 bucks for the thing when it's really only worth $10. That's exactly what's happening here. A gaming chair or, you know, because it's gonna oh it's gonna God, make dude. it's gonna make you game better, right? <laughs> some of the things they put gaming on, like if you just search gaming on Amazon, some of the things they put gaming on is just like absolutely the most dumb thing you've ever seen in your life. And it, AI is exactly the same thing. Now everything has to be AI enhanced in some kind and stuff like that. So, um, just me personally, I hate the name. I wish they would have called it something else, but it, it's not the way they do it. But so, well, but I, an interesting thing is the just just to dive straight in the language models and and everything that we have now i mean within a few like and by a few years i mean like a decade 
it'll be able to like even if it's not what what is the proper term for artificial intelligence where it's actually intelligent not just faking it um i mean it'll be so good at faking intelligence and artificial like well artificial intelligence that it might as well be art i mean it's almost there now <laughs> especially if if you consider it look through it, it at the lens of just talking so, in chat. it's close to being intelligent now because people are so fucking stupid <laughs> that they can't realize that it's you're not right. as smart as they think it is that's the reason i mean you're not wrong you're <laughs> you're not wrong at all well we've called it artificial uh, intelligence for a very long time uh after all what do you call those enemies that you're fighting in the video games uh what, what do you call their well, their uh, yes, models? Right. They they always called it artificial artificial intelligence. Well, we call them NPCs, which is what we always have called them. No, no, but seriously, the AI that runs it in the background, like your path, like once you get pathfinding, uh, artificial vision, hearing, all that stuff added. Yeah, they, you, you guys are right. Well they have called things AI. that are not AI AI for a long time. You, that, that's true. I just don't like that they're calling this AI because it also. It makes it seem grander than I think it is. But as you can tell from my tone of voice, I don't particularly like AI. So I'm going to be talking about this from a very old man, get off my lawn, get me back my old shit, you know, point of view. So are you saying that my AI girlfriend is not real? She she literally told told me last night that she loved me. We might we might not like AI, but we would never say something so heinous. No, no, no. no hold on a second. No. I will say something heinous. That you're going to end up on Doctor Phil. The AI is going to have stolen all of your money. <laughs> it's Dude. now the catfish people don't even have to go out and catfish. They'll just say, "Hey, Chat GPT, go make this dude fall in love with me." You know. <laughs> Look, I mean, those of us, uh, th- those of us who have dated a long-term girlfriend, they they siphon off money like nothing. Well, I mean, any well, in any relationship, but both you people get are going to siphon off money. Theoretically, so. though, you get some benefits out of like an, a real girlfriend. <laughs> Right? You get benefits out That's of it. Like, Matt, dude, Matt, Matt, you have an Josh iPhone, Josh loves right? his girl. No. Stop, man. Oh, I thought like, you did. No. Okay, well, that's fine, because I, the, the link I just posted in chat is for you is for people with iPhones to get an AI girlfriend, because obviously they need one. They Hold on. So oh, I got an iPhone. I'm going to check that's this just, out that, real that's quick. Not, that's not even funny. It's just sad. It just makes me it makes me so sad for these people, right? Like, uh, oh, dude, but you can go with you can get an you, anime girlfriend. <laughs> oh. First of all, those fake girlfriend things have been around for a very long time. There's there's been there was a service a few years ago that would actually just send you t- random text messages acting as if they were your girlfriend, so that you could claim you had one, show people the text messages. Um, now it's just automated. You know, with there was AI. one that shut down recently where it's like uh, they or uh, they they they. It was an AI that would actually sit there and uh, send loot, share like nude pictures that are found off of Google Image Search with you. <laughs> the the, the th- thing, I mean, there's so many different aspects and different directions we could go with this conversation. But you know, seeing as how we are on the girlfriend part of it, there there's so many problems with mental health in not only this country but around the world, right? And people yes. uh, who, actually who, quick the, quick the, notice, quick notice. Anyone who struggles with depression or anything like that, please. Do not go read the reviews and ratings on the AI girlfriend yeah. app that Josh linked. <laughs> it will not help. Uh, so, so it will not. The, the thing is, is the, the type of person who is lonely enough to go out and try to get a fake girlfriend 
Um, I mean, obviously, there's going to be a certain portion of them just doing it because it's hilarious, right? But, I mean, there's going to be some people yeah. out there who are, you know, genuinely lonely enough to think that this is going to offer them some form of companionship, even though they probably, at least at the beginning, rational enough to know that it's not real. But the problem is, that, I mean, we see, we see this with with uh, the, the catfishing scams all the time. People get so invested in their digital relationships and... You guys are right. AI is good enough at faking being human enough where people could get attached to that type of thing. And, you know, what happens the first time someone forgets that it's real and then, you know, maybe somebody like me, because I'm a douchebag, uh, points out that it's not real and then they go kill themselves or something, you know? It, it is... There's so many, like I said, there's so many different directions we could go with this conversation. But my overall point about AI, and I think this is where we can kind of start off more broader, you know... Uh, conversation it is isn't that the te- technology is bad isn't that the technology uh isn't something that we should focus on and try to develop and make better but that the human race as a whole just isn't ready for it we're we're we, we've become a uh a society on the internet that has multiple different problems when it comes to mental health but also with the ability to tell the i mean even before this whole ai thing we have we as a whole have a hard time telling what's real and what's not real on the internet and uh, now we have a tool that just takes all of the information and it's supposed to somehow realize that something is real or not real on the internet by itself and then spit it out as if it's the most real thing ever in the most confident voice ever um, and because we also ha- we we had the same problem before AI, whereas we couldn't tell what was true and what was not, we're gonna have the same problem with AI. We don't know what's true and what's not it, because it's said in such a confident voice. A lot of people are going to believe everything that AI has to say, and I, I, that's my argument against AI is that we're just as a human species are not ready for it yet. Well, I agree with everything that you said in that. The only thing that I slightly disagreed i I really think it's just how you worded it i think it is inherently a bad technology if the the species making it is literally cannot comprehend the ramifications of creating it like it's the same kind of thing with the internet like the internet yeah it was a great technology and it i mean like literally this wouldn't be possible without it like there's a whole bunch of bad things that would happen if the internet just disappeared and we went back to pre-internet. I mean, it wouldn't be terrible, but it wouldn't be a good thing. But also, with the internet and it being developed, the amount of social problems that the internet has either created, flared up, or at the same time just just completely changed the way that we viewed a problem in a very negative way, it is pretty massive. And we're talking about a piece of technology that for one will, like if you don't believe this, I don't know what's literally wrong with you because YouTube is a prime example of this. It will eventually definitely get to a point where none of the engineers who actually help make these technologies can themselves explain to you how one language model works. I'm pretty sure they're probably already, already at that point. Yeah, they're already there. It, well, but but that's that's my point. Like, if you don't believe it, you're stupid because we're already at that point with just YouTube. Like, not just not just AI. YouTube's algorithms, they can't even explain to you how it works. Let's just Trust me, stop there for just a second, YouTube. Tyler. There was an example, just an ex- as an example of this already, the, the Bing version of ChatGPT, whatever they call it, 
the, the engineers behind it have already said that it has developed personalities that they did not code into it. Um, yeah, that, like that, that has already happened, and like you know, and then there, of course, there's the science fiction guys out there, like, oh no, the machine's becoming sentient, or it's becoming, you know, it's developing. Yeah, there's attitudes. always going to be the Skynet dudes, but, but always. That's not the scary part about it. The scary part is that it's doing things that the engineers didn't know that it could do, and yeah, that's 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 the 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 scary part about. It. I mean, we we can talk about the the technological implications of that later, but. The you're 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 spot on about the well, internet is is that I, it I don't even know if oh, sorry for cutting you off but, but I don't I don't even know if it's one of those things where you really need to worry about it potentially doing something that you didn't expect already the things that it's capable of doing is not good um, AI has like a very big potential to in the next few years make part like purchasing art or buying art from a real person stupid because you can get you can get really nice high quality art in seconds just what you want to decorate your house or whatever in seconds and also pay a fraction of the cost um it's gonna it's gonna disrupt uh things like what we're doing here on youtube uh if you think making a deep fake was difficult before if you use ai to improve the process a deep fake that would have taken you weeks or months to make can be done in minutes. Uh, like the, the, the social, like n- not even on a technological front on the human social front, AI is probably the biggest danger we're facing. Yeah. Like the social <laughs> ramifications of AI are terrible. And, and, no, and, none of them are good. And there are like, more than just, there are more than, there are so many that we can talk about now that we know about, but because it's growing so fast, because it's becoming so popular so fast, the ramifications are things that we can't even foresee yet. But I mean, the the so on my other podcast, one of the guys that I do a podcast with, he's a professor. He's an architecture professor at one of the big universities in Toronto, and even now he said it's impossible to assign homework because you can't tell what's being handed in that the students actually done and what has been done by AI. It's impossible to do. Um, And he said, it's it's just been spreading like wildfire and it's basically impossible now at university. And I'm assuming probably in high school and later to actually, you know, assign homework and then expect it to have been done by the student. Now, personally, I'm of the opinion that if you're so fucking stupid to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to go to university and then cheat by using AI to do your homework, uh, then you just deserve to be dumb for the rest of your life. Congratulations, you win. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna make a fair <laughs> argument here to that point. If I spent a hundred thousand dollars and there was and and all I wanted was a degree so I could get a good job, and there was a chance I was going to fail out for whatever reason, me partying too much, me being too lazy, whatever. And there's a tool available I can use to not, to make my hundred thousand dollars, not go down the fucking drain. I'm taking it. Like, I don't care how retarded I am. I'm taking it <laughs> well, and I'm getting them points. That's true. Like, but I mean, come on, everybody knows that eventually people's stupidity catches up with them. Eventually they're going to get that job that they yeah, were supposed to get yeah, to. I'm, and then yeah. the, the, you know, yeah. they're going to get to the interview and they're going to ask, like, let's just say you're a, you're a engine, you're a computer science major and all of your coding projects, you did none of them. You had all of them done by AI. And, and you know, you get into that first in- interview and they're going to say, Hey, 
what programs have you done? Also, could you do one here for us just real quick? Show us an if statement or something, you know, and then you have no clue what an if statement is, you know, because you've never done any no. of your homework. You know, it's, no. you know, it, it, eventually your dumbass is going to, somebody's going to realize your dumbass has been cheated through college, you know. It's just, yeah. it's just dumb. I don't well, know. Well, at the same time, uh, if you're going through anything, any programming courses through college anyway, the, the curriculum that college is probably teaching you in the case of programming specifically, like say if you're lo looking to be like a low-level systems engineer, like you're working on, you're working in hardware, you're working for Intel and and uh, dealing, writing actual drivers for products that aren't even released yet, but... By the time you graduate university, your your toolkit's going to be completely out of date to begin with. Begin with, and honestly, at right, that no, point, no, no, you're no. really okay, just so going for, to college for a so sheet of paper at the end of the day. First of all, when you go to college for computer science, which you're not going there to learn the languages, you're going there to learn the concepts behind programming, like so, so learning what you know what a class is and all this stuff, right? And, and that's because when you learn a language in 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 a comp science course, you're learning the generalities of programming languages that spread across all programming languages, right? That And that's the whole purpose of learning those well, things. Well, I can get a $10 book off of Amazon that, tell, that explains all that to me, too. It's called Charles. It's called Code by uh, Charles Pretzel. Well, yes, but you. good luck. I mean, okay, fine. Go to Microsoft and say, hey, I don't need this degree. I read a book once, though. I'm sure I'm sure they'll hire you, right? <laughs> I mean, that's the whole purpose of college. I mean, yeah, of course, the there's going to be like some kind of coding test, but you, but it, you know what? Uh, I mean, I think I think that was Josh's point is like you're essentially just going to college for the paper. Well, like that's always been the case because you can I mean, especially since the Internet, you can you can go take as many Udemy courses as you want on whatever subjects you want, but it doesn't count towards yeah. being able to, to towards experience that is actually accredited and you know that that's that's just one of the areas the AI has been affecting. That was my my point was just that there's so many areas the AI affects. Now, before I mean, Tyler, you and I have been very very negative on AI, and I think I will continue to be negative on AI for a very long time. But oh, is it my is it my turn to be positive about AI? We're gonna let Josh yes, talk, for, and, and then we're gonna beat the crap out of him because he's just wrong. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay. Have you guys have you guys ever uh, had to like actually write transcripts before? Yes. Yes. It sucks, right? Yes. Yes. What if there's a piece of software that does that for you? Well, congratulations, you named the one good thing about AI. Now can we move yeah. on? <laughs> yeah. Now, what what if, say, like, uh, you don't know a programming language, or, like, you just don't want to deal with, you just don't want to write a YAML file, for example. I, I, I understand that, Matt, you love working with YAML files, but... True. But you know, you're you're sitting there, you're working on your Ansible configuration, you know, just getting it set up to install Gen two for you and everything, make sure that's up to date, fully audited, properly formatted and all that. Are you gonna do that yourself? Well, I mean, when you, do you know you can have Chat GPT do it for you? Look, Josh, that you you are bringing up a good point. AI is definitely useful. Hold on, I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. What if say you're the dungeon master for your Dungeons and Dragons campaign? And you have a weekly campaign that you that you forgot to prepare for. So here it is, game day, and you don't even have a semblance of a story yet. Okay. So what you do is you drop your world building document into ChatGPT and okay. ask it, "Hey, uh, make me hold, a bad hold, guy." Hold on a second. We're gonna, I'm going to stop you right there. Okay. Um, okay. So you guys may or may not know this about me, but I'm big into fan fiction. Okay. So 
I signed up for ChatGPT a few weeks ago. I was very resistant for it because they want your fucking ad, your fucking phone number. But whatever. Yeah. Um, I was like, here, have it. Everybody else has it, anyways. What does it matter? Um, so I signed up for it, and I was using. It. I was like, yeah, this is kind of cool, because you know, I was like, you know, I, I've been wanting a replacement for iTunes on Linux. There's not really one, so I was like, hey, can you write me a Python script that ma- manages my iTunes or my uh, movie library? And it did. Uh, it wasn't very good, but it, it wrote it. Yeah. Um, the, um, then because I'm some I'm into fan fiction, I was like, can you write me a story? I don't even remember what it was, but you write me a story with this pairing in the Harry Potter universe, whatever. And it did. Oh my god, it was yeah. the worst thing I've ever read in my entire life. It read like it was written by like a like a ten year old who entered puberty just a little but bit. But you know early. what you can. <laughs> but you know what you can do from there. You can modify it. Make it better, yeah. and not have to com- and not have to completely write a whole new story. No, look, I don't. You're you're right. It is beneficial in you know personal life, getting things done and stuff. But you're also assuming that there are no social ramifications for that. I mean, jobs are built around transcribing, artistry, yeah. writing, all of these things. If this technology comes out that can do it for everyone, super easy, our, the current way our entire society and most of the world operates, pretty much all the world, is null and void. Like, we have to completely come up with a whole new social structure. Yeah, and I work and I work in manufacturing for a living, and I've been dealing with and I've been dealing with robot robots taking over my job for the past forty years. So what you're what you're saying is, um, what's goose for the what's good for the goose is good for the gander or something, whatever the, the frame. No, basically uh, what I'm saying is that's already darn, darn too late, and at this point we're just gonna have to figure out how to deal with it. Well, I mean that's probably true, but we still have to. I mean, you still have to when, when something new comes along, you still have to talk about the ramifications outside of well, everything, but, right? But also, there there is something to be said for stopping. Like, yeah. I mean, it's the it's the same thing about war. Pe- I, I, people talk about war like, uh, I mean, it can't stop. We've been doing it for forever. No, we we definitely could stop. You know, putting money and an entire industry behind killing each other. We could do it. We just don't. We just don't. It's the same thing with AI. Like, it's a scary technology. It's very beneficial in a lot of ways. Yeah. But also, could completely disrupt and like. Honestly, like, no kidding, if we're not fast with setting up a new system, which, hello, welcome to government, it's never fast. Right. It'll be way too That's late. what happened with the internet, back to your point People will earlier. starve and die because of this. Right. Oh, yeah. Like, right. yeah, you're right. Government is always going to be behind. It happened with the internet. They're just, I mean, the internet has been around for 40 years plus, right? And they're just now getting to the point where they're making laws and stuff to regulate it and stuff like that. Like, and it's like shutting the barn after the horse has already been gone for three months, right? It's just, it's way yeah. too long. It's way too late. Um, but I wanted to say, say this. Uh, Fraggle in the chat said AI currently is a tool to help enhance those jobs. And in theory, that's exactly what it should be. That if in 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 the best case scenario, AI should be exactly that. And when it was just like um, Copilot on GitHub or in VS Code or whatever, you know that was you know it seemed like a horrible idea because of the way it trained the on the data of open source projects and like whatever. You can get into co- you know copyright law or whatever and all that stuff. Um, but the idea behind being able to assist people with you know AI generated basically autocomplete. 
Sounds like a good idea because it's an assistant, right? That's what, you know, we've had these voice assistants for going on 15 years or whatever it is, you know, has been. And that's basically been an AI in our pockets, right? You can go out and search for things. It can order pizza and do those things. That's what the dream. I mean, of AI, it's really just an automation tool. Right. Like, right. And, and that's the dream behind AI. But the problem, the problem isn't AI. It's, this was my argument at the beginning, right? My problem isn't that the technology is bad. My tech, my problem is that the technology, I mean, the, the technology, don't get me wrong, the technology has downsides, you know, the way it trains data, the way it steals from artists and the way it steals from content creators and all this stuff has problems. The overall technology, though, I don't think is bad. I just don't think that the way that it's been, it's being used is the way that it, in, in fantasy land it should be used, mainly because just, let's just give an example. Let's just say, you know, you, you, you've been to college, you've gotten your, your, let's say you went to college 20 years ago and the, the languages you were, uh, studying in university, you know, you know, it was C, it was C++, it was, you know, uh, some of the older languages that are no longer used and stuff like that. You, but things have been moving on and you haven't been keeping up. So you, you wanted to get into Rust or Lua or whatever these days. And, you know, so you get into coding a project, one of these things, but you never actually learn it. So you just always let chat GPT do the work or, or the copilot do the work. The thing is, is that in order to have that situation be, feasible you have to have ultimate trust in the tool that's assisting you so it has to be perfect in order for that to happen because if you're building a bridge but you're not actually building a bridge you're having an ai build the bridge and uh, the turns out that the ai doesn't really know how to build the bridge it's just pulling from multiple different sources on the internet how to build the bridge and it ends up being two feet short you know <laughs> because it's pulling from fake websites that don't know what to tell they're talking about and all this stuff you have to have the trust in the source material in your project or whatever in order for that thing to be legitimate. And if you've never actually learned how to fix the problems that have been introduced to your, into your project because of Copilot, uh, because all you've ever done is rely on AI, you know, then you're in, you're up shit creek without a paddle, right? So the, the well, at that point, then you you done learned and you realize that you did a pretty darn job of training yourself, and there's probably going to be somebody else that's all that's pretty much knows exactly what what needs to be done. So well, I mean, I think I, I think I think talking about it being used as a tool is kind of irrelevant because it will never be. Right, it's, it, you're right. It is like, it's too like late. you for in a world where AI is just a tool, you also have to like not have capitalist capitalist yeah. businesses yep. like you publicly traded companies. You can't you can't have that because any publicly comp like any publicly traded company who realizes that they don't necessarily need to pay five thousand salaries. They could just pay chat GPT like $15,000 or whatever it is a year to have, you know, their their own model implemented for their specific use case. I mean, every company is going to do that. Yeah, so and the problem is, is sure, we could set up a system where like universal basic income, we, we could come up with a whole bunch of different solutions to the problem. However, those solutions will not be implemented until a large portion of people have died. Like that, that's the core issue. Like, yeah, it's a pretty big problem. Yep. All right. So like, let's skip over the death and destructions for just a minute. It is the big issue, but we, we can come back to it. But let me ask you this question because it relates to what you just said, Tyler. Would you got, uh, I guess just mostly Tyler because you're negative on this and, and Josh is a big fanboy over there. Um, would you guys, but 
feel free both to answer. Would you guys feel more um, okay with AI if it was fully open source? No. Would you no. like to expand upon that answer just a little bit? <laughs> sure, yeah. Because uh, um, by the time AI is, ad- is as advanced as we all know it will be here in the next decade, um, having it be open source is like YouTube open sourcing the algorithm. Well, they have some of the most highly trained no, 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 engineers. No, no. That's not, that's not what out I'm, there. I didn't mean open sourcing it now, but I mean, I should, sorry, I should have been more. Would you have been more okay with AI overall if it had been open source from the beginning? I believe no. Chat GPT's one and two were actually open source. Well, they named well, their but their, no they named their no, company OpenAI. So somewhere along the line, they thought that they were going to be opening sourcing something. Um, but it, yeah, but no, uh, I don't. I don't think it would change right anything. Now, tra- trying to see if I can find it, but I believe it actually used to be. Tyler, go ahead. But uh, it, it, yeah, to answer your question though, no, I don't. I don't think that affects anything because all of my arguments against AI have nothing to do with it being proprietary. Like none of the, n- none of the licensing as a base technology, no matter how it's implemented, uh, it wouldn't be nearly like I wouldn't have nearly as much of a problem with AI if any government out there was even semi fast to responding to any social problem yeah like sure at that point i i, I don't care make it proprietary I, i've never cared that much about proprietary i i think it's better when things are open source but i also see a need for some things being proprietary or at least making an argument for something being proprietary oh, okay i get that i think i'm gonna dis- but, i think i'm gonna disagree with you just a little bit but i agree with you on the government thing but that's not anything we can ever solve um it's just like, like you mentioned the whole event, the the war thing. We're, mm-hmm. Theoretically, in the perfect world, yes, we could stop wars, but it's just it's never going to happen as long as there's oil, right? You know, and, and other people yeah. have the oil. We want the oil. We're going to go get the oil. You know, that, that's you know, so yeah. that, that's and what, you know, when it's not oil, it's going to be lithium. Right. Yeah, it's always well, going mean, to be. We'll fight over anything. We'll yep. come up with something. It, it used like, to be France. You know, we used to fight over France every fucking year. Who the fuck yeah. wants France? No offense to anybody who's in France. <laughs> France. I'm just saying. We used to fight over that fucking country the whole, for thousands of years. Britain literally, the, the Queen still, or at least when she was alive, still called herself the Queen of France for a long time. And right? I don't actually think that, that was anything recent. But you, you guys get the point, right? The. the Fight over everything. So we're not going to solve the war problem. We can't solve the government problem being late to technology because the the youngest person in Congress is like 45. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, well, the, the, before so, before the old people come at me and, and to say, Matt, you're being ageist, you know, you can't deny that the old fuckers in Congress aren't technologically you know, advanced. They know not Like, literally, if you don't believe that, you've never seen... Congress, Parliament, or did you, any like, did government. You, did you watch those people tech. trying to talk about TikTok? It was hilarious. Some of the things I that mean, they believe. I think everyone's seen How the does Facebook. TikTok make money? Dude, not, not even the TikTok <laughs> one. If you go back to the Facebook one, they yeah. literally, any, like, any, one of them asked, any of them, asked any, fucking Zuckerberg, the, the, can Facebook see the, my password? The most hilarious one that I saw most recently was the one where they did, they were talking about cryptocurrency 
and and Bitcoin coin and somebody had to get up there. Some brave fool from the, the, the Fed had to get up there and try to explain what blockchain technology was. I was like, dude, just <laughs> murder yourself now. It will be easier. Um, and anyways, the, the, the what I was going to disagree with you about, Tyler, if I can remember, I don't even really remember, just is that if if AI was open source from the beginning, like this is a, a pure fantasy land because obviously it's way too late. You take out with, with that situation, you take out at least a little bit of the corporate uh, capitalist incentive to make it as grow fast as possible, right? Because everybody's fork can fork. Like if Google decided to get too horrible with it at the beginning, if it had been open source from the beginning, you know, somebody else could come through and fork it and, and do the thing. But I can also say the other argument, like we've had that situation before where something was open source from the beginning and then just something that was proprietary that even probably started from the open source thing came over and took over the entire market, right? So yeah. I, can, I can see both situations happening here because when it comes to money, these companies are going to make their money whether they whether, whether we like it or not and whether anything's open source or not. Like, hell, a good example of... So I'm gonna, just going to prove myself wrong because I, I do that from time to time. Uh, Android. Like, Android started as open source. Now it's mostly proprietary and, and Google owns it, right? Chromium, another really good example. Started as open source. Now it's proprietary garbage and Chrome is the thing, right? You know, so if, if it, even if it had started open source, what the hell am I talking about? Of course Google and Microsoft were going to take it, make it proprietary and horrible and try to make as much money as possible. What the, what the fuck was I thinking? You're right, Tyler. Well, well, but also it doesn't address the core problem with the technology. The technology is still going to be made. And the like the the, the thing for me that is kind of scary. If it's not these companies coming out with things like like chat GPT, video game companies would come up with it first. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. The reason why guys got to remember, I'm an open source fanboy, right? The reason why open source is attractive isn't necessarily because people can fork it and do all this other things with it. The, the, the thing that's attractive about the open source nature of it is that, that people can go in and audit the code and make sure that there's not, you know, thing. But that's only in theory because it doesn't really matter with a project that big. It, like, e- even if it was open source, it would still almost be impossible for anybody, even a large group of developers, to go in and understand it because it's just... Well, it, it's, 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 yeah. it's become... It, it, it's just too big. It's like trying to understand... Like, at this point, Windows is so big, Microsoft doesn't understand how Windows works. Like, there's things in Windows that they've forgotten exist, right? And they only... Yeah, they only, yeah I mean, they've got, like, 40-year-old code in there. Right. They're like, oh, shit, this right. is uh-huh. still here? Like, and, and they only notice it when that old code conflicts with something that they put in that's new, right? And, and that's that's the way Windows has been functioning since the year 2000, and they changed to the NT kernel, you know? So... And, and that's just Windows. Windows is... A, Windows could theoretically be open sourced and people could actually get into it. Because, I mean, people, obviously, Linux is open source. It has 20, what, 30 million lines of code now. Um, and people go splunking into that thing all the time. So, theoretically, it could be open source. It doesn't mean that everybody uh, understands how every little piece of it works, right? Well, and, and also, like, if you think about it, we already have an issue with auditing the AUR. Yeah. And <laughs> the complexity of auditing the AUR is nothing compared to even Chad GPT 3 the GPT-3 model. So, I don't I mean, know. There's like, a reason why Arch, Arch Linux does not officially support AUR packages, and uh, they yes. even tell you in the documentation before the AUR, read the package build. Yeah. <laughs> and they yeah. explain in that same document how to index a package build file to verify that's what you want. 
which is something yeah. that's very rare to have three different three different mentions of three different subjects in one document on Arch Linux. Well, by that, the way. I mean, they had to because I mean, there have been so many examples over the course, the course of the last few years of people putting in like crypto miners and stuff like that into those in those packages. Yep. So. Uh, and that's just the most recent example of crypto mining. Before that was, you know, Linux malware, and I mean that stuff still happens. But I mean, it was just you know one piece after another. It doesn't really matter. You have uh, uh, key mapping software and stuff in, in the past has has been found in the AR stuff. That's the reason why they tell you to be cautious about it. Um, but you're right, guys. And that's just this. That's just, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, the AUR is so small. And they can't even moderate that. We can't moderate Twitter. We can't moderate, you know, Facebook worth a damn. And we expect people to be able to go in and audit the code of something that has, you know, a hundred million, a billion lines of code or whatever it happens to be. Yep. You know, it's just it's just absolutely impossible. So even even open sourcing it, despite my uh, love of open source, I don't think would would you know fix the problem. But the problem. It, so let's just talk. Let's before we wrap up here. Let's talk. Oops. Let's talk about uh, the future just a little bit, because whether we like it or not, whether we like AI or not, whether we're going to use AI or not, uh, AI is here to stay. Um, and from the way it yep. looks, it's going to be the traditional two-man race. It's going to come down to Microsoft, and it's going to come down to Google, uh, Facebook. It's going to come down to Microsoft versus somebody else. We don't really know if it's actually going to be Google yet because Google's product is kind of uh, shaky right now. Well, I, Google has a tradition of coming in late to everything and then building their stuff up to the point where it could eventually take over. They did it with Android. They did it with Chrome. I mean, Chrome at the beginning was absolute garbage. It was an open source project run by just a couple of people. You know. Well, how many companies are actually developing AIs right now? Because uh, when All a, of when them? Google came up with when Google came up with Android, uh, Android was an independent project that Google bought. And uh, honestly, there was no other actual competition at the time. Because well, that's that's the thing is that we're in a situation now where there's a whole bunch of really little companies that are doing this AI stuff as well. But I was I was literally just about to say there is a company that literally all they do is they make an add-on for websites for accessibility, and they've started developing and using their yeah. own language. So model. Google and Microsoft and Apple have so much money that eventually we're going to see the same thing we've we saw. In chip design, we're going to see the same thing we saw in, you know, like modems and hardware technology and literally everything else. The two, the, the big corporations are going to go up through and they're going to hoover up every single one of these small companies until the point where it's just the, you know, the big five or whatever it is, right? Um, and that's just, it's just the way, unfortunately, that's the way capitalism has proven to work over the course of the last, you know, ever. For, like, like, like for a very long time, like it's been a very, very long time since we've seen a company actually broken up because, you know, in the United States, at least. Right. It's been a very, very long time since that's happened. And, and I think my prediction would be that Apple, Google, Microsoft get in on this AI stuff. Microsoft is obviously full on there. Google shaky thing with Bard. Apple, who the knows what the fuck they're doing, but they seem to be focusing more on AI in terms of a hardware perspective, like on-device AI. I honestly do think that, that Apple is a better organized company than Google is, and as a result, if yeah. Apple actually comes out with an AI product, it's probably going to come out miles ahead of what Google well, has. I, I mean... 
Mm-hmm. You guys, if you guys have studied Apple for the, any amount of time, you know that they're shit at software. They're, I mean, tr- they're, vi- yeah, they're very, they're, they they're very good at yeah. graphic design in terms of 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 software, but literally anything that has a social or internet aspect, they're not very good at. So, like any of their social media network attempts over the last year, just hilariously laughable. Uh, their ad network still well makes billions of dollars. Siri, but it's not very good. Siri, Siri for example. Is actually better than Google's, uh, than uh, whatever Google calls so theirs. I'm so hard to disagree Assistant. with that. It's so bad. Um, I, yeah, I don't know where um, you get I'm, anywhere that is, is, it's it's good. Um, maybe I mean, it's I'm also rolling back like four years ago, back when voice assistants actually were good. Yeah. Well, uh, that's what I was going to say. Maybe it's changed the past few years, but I got to be honest. I used to have an iPhone. I tried using Siri. It was the worst thing I've ever tried. I got the Google Voice Assistant, and like, I mean. It, Probably ran into three times where it didn't work. But, but, I mean, it was pretty much okay. always working. Simple example, I know. But if you 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 tell Siri to skip a song, sometimes it can do it. It depends on what application you're using. Uh, most of the time, it can't. On Google, you yeah, tell it to skip a song, it'll skip a song. Uh, one of my favorite things to do is when I can't have access to my phone for whatever reason. Is and and the volume is too high. You can tell Google to lower the volume by a certain percentage, and it will do it. You know, that's really freaking cool. If you're playing a song and you just realize, oh man, it's three o'clock in the morning. I probably shouldn't have the music up this light, but I can't reach my phone because it's you know whatever on the charger or whatever. Tell it to lower, and it does it. That's really cool, right? And we've meandered from the point, but the point, the the going back to AI is just like Google has a history of their initial products being really bad and the ones that they're really dedicated to they'll continue on with obviously they also have a a reputation for uh starting things and then canceling them almost immediately obviously they do that a lot so it wouldn't surprise me the the problem with google is that ai is something that every company is going to be doing so they're not going to be giving up on it they're going to continue on until they get it right i think and Josh posted in chat, I lost the debate. Um, I, I got to be honest, if we're going to be fair with each other here, Josh, I don't think you've talked, you've been able to talk that no, much. I really am. I'm sorry, I took all the time. Just, Matt's just eating up all the air here. He's like 70% hey, of the conversation. I talked a lot. Sorry, guys. So. Apologize. No, I'm actually mostly just watching the chat here and, and uh, you know, just uh, watching, the, watching them debate with each other. Uh, good quality content, by the way. Don't listen to the audio if you just... Just come back, pay attention to the podcast. Yeah, mute, I've been watching just chat mute the, it's been good. Just mute the just mute Matt and just watch the chat. Josh, <laughs> tell us some more good things about AI. I want to hear them. Okay, okay. You, more good things about AI. All right. Well, uh that wait, wait, hold on. That aren't just it helps you. That aren't that it helps me. Oh, well, where like, it actually like, does like something. It, for it me. helps me in this way. It does this for me. Like we all know AI. Like that's the function of it okay so what okay. are some other good things from it okay so uh as uh matt and uh, tyler know i have a few docker containers that that are interacting with chat gpt and and a few other ai services uh i have been using stable diffusion to draw art assets i am going to admit that uh they they are trained on you know uh not exactly freely licensed things so of course i'm not posting them anywhere but, you know, it's just like I'm messing around with, like, desktop wallpapers and stuff like that, mostly. Uh, so I'm not necessarily, like, u- using it to actually generate things. Uh, and like I said earlier about the Dungeon Master thing, I am, I, I have used 
uh, ChatGPT to you know uh, write help help me out with like designing encounters for stuff. And yes, I know I wasn't supposed to say it was supposed to help help me with anything. Uh, but for like specifically at like work, uh, I work in plastic injection molding professionally, and uh, of course ChatGPT knows nothing about it. But I've been slowly training it off of my my own knowledge set on how to melt plastic that and squirt it into a steel sandwich of a mold, and uh, it it's almost at a confident level of where it it can almost program a press for me. But you know there's still some gotchas to it. That's basically just like any other kind of person. Uh, that said, it can't really do anything in the form of troubleshooting because, of course, ChatGPT doesn't have eyeballs. Yeah. But you know, it it I I have been using it to uh, help help me calculate like uh, material weights and stuff like that. And uh, I've I have been using it as basically a glorified calculator and figuring out how how much product I need to produce before I make X amount of money and stuff like that. Because I have a partial ownership stake in this company too. So the more the more stuff I produce, the more money I make. And uh, it. I've also been using it to generate more accurate time statements than I myself can generate for like how long I have to run the machine before I reach the amount of product that's on the order. And uh, it, yeah. it is far more accurate in that than me calculating it on my own calculator. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, I also kind of loaded that question by saying, don't just say it helps you with something because that's pretty much the only function of AI. So I yeah, it, it is the only function question. of AI right now, and honestly, at at the scope that it is, that's where it is. Uh, we have not reached the point of general intelligence in AI yet. That we're you know, it's basically coming up with its own thoughts. Why well, did Bing Chat can give you the impression that's doing that? It, it can, can give you, it, but, it, but it's not also, completely there yet. <laughs> Yeah, we'll never know if we actually do reach general AI. Like, we actually won't know. Because as AI improves, um, it it's already good at convincing you that it is sentient. I'm convinced and, that if all these companies with all these different AI products decided that they were going to work together to make just one AI, we could probably achieve general intelligence. Well, like, kind of the... the one of the big problems, like... Um, like philosophically with AI that like no one addresses is essentially we are trying to create God. Like, I mean, if you think about it, like, yes, it's going to help us like with daily life in these areas, but the whole end goal of AI is where you like, it gives you any piece of information that you need. It does whatever you need for it to. And it orients your entire life. Like you want to talk about playing God. Can I bring up gene splicing? Well, I mean, with AI, it, that's being enhanced quite a bit. I've been hearing. I, about I mean, it. it has been being quite enhanced, but we were doing it well before uh, anybody thought thought to implement AI. No. Well, but I mean, like the thing when with it gene, comes to the AI thing with gene splicing, though, is that there's a good portion of the people who have religious, you know, qualms about it and actually fight against it. There's very few people yeah, that are actually out know, there saying, "Hey, AI is really bad. We should probably not do it." You know. Um, even the ones that have come well, out in like mean, an I, open letter and said that, that, you know, we should not do this, all have financial stake in actually doing it. Um, like Elon no. Musk said, oh, we should probably shouldn't go so fast on AI, but he also owns like a third of open AI or whatever it is. So, no. Well, the, okay. Like to me, to me, I kind of understand that. Like, that's just like someone who is like against war but is also invested in the company Tony Stark. that participates, either sells weapons to war or whatever. Like, sure, you could want something to stop, but if people aren't going to stop and there's money to be made and you're a businessman, 
yeah like makes sense um how i mean obviously there could be some moral qualms personally there depending on the person but and definitely a level of hypocrisy but still i i get the mentality for doing it to me to me like the the bad part of having it where people who know how dangerous this is are are still making like that's what worries me about like us as a species we seem to not be able to stop doing anything that we start doing like if we start doing something we can't stop like ever and ai is going to be one of those technologies that doesn't stop it's going to keep getting better and eventually it's going to get to a point where especially if we hit general intelligence like there's going to be an in, like there might be different personalities but like i mean your kids are going to grow up in a room where they talk to an ethereal person like i mean the the, the thing about ai that do, is kind of scary is like you can definitely like this will definitely be made into movies in the near future but you can i mean there's already been one movie where a dude falls in love with ai you know like all that stuff um can't remember the name of it um but her yeah yeah her yeah um but like there there will be a point where like the idea of believing like being religious or believing in god will become like not only not not unnormal but like most people will do it because i mean like the idea that you talk to someone who's not really there sounds insane now but when you have an ai in your home and you've grown up like since the age of three with with an ethereal voice talking to you like not so difficult also something that's far more intelligent than you like by magnitudes like there's a whole bunch of like philosophical problems that come out of ai uh social issues like it's probably just like no one's kidding when they say this is probably the most dangerous technology we're trying to create right now like it's probably worse than nukes probably i mean i could say the same thing about facebook and twitter too and i wouldn't think you're wrong yeah and I, I think I think we all agree that Facebook. We, all, we, we already Twitter, see the effects of an entire generation that grew up with those services, and uh, honestly, uh, AI is basically just the next step from that. Now, are we going to come out yeah. worse as a society? Well, at least you can talk with the AI and not, and you know, you can close that conversation and not worry about the coming back to thirty plus notifications of death threats to you. Well, but see, the thing is, is like, like. Look, yeah, yeah, you could have a great t- like. Yes, it could be super beneficial. The internet is the same way. Yeah, you can have a lot of benefits from. It. If you're a lonely person, disabled, not able to go out and like talk to a whole bunch of people, um, you know, easily, the internet's a fantastic thing. It can help out with loneliness, depression, mm-hmm. and everything. However, at the same time, you probably shouldn't be using cause, it to help with the loneliness. <laughs> yeah, it can cause all of those things as well. Mm-hmm. And on top of it. Um, most people have become essentially addicts to the internet, especially with the invention of short form content. Like we've created, especially young children. Like if you've ever seen someone like a young kid, like eight or nine using TikTok, they absolutely treat it like a fucking cocaine addiction. It's the same thing to them. Like you take it away from them. They go wild, have complete emotional problems and you give it to them and they're, 
it's like doing lines it's well i mean you're drawing a line so it's the same thing like it, it like the whole the whole aspect of the internet is also it also comes with some pretty big negatives uh, that are socially not good and we're we're taking a step forward and knowingly worsening those social issues well, I don't, which I don't understand. I don't think that the problem is that the technology. I mean, we've already talked about this. The, the technology. The problem isn't that the technology exists. It's pro- the problem is that, as a species, people don't have the capability generally to process what the technology does to them. So it, it, it's like um, doing anything that's bad for you but feels good, right? <laughs> like. TikTok yeah. is well, a good good example, right? It's just it's it's you know you do something over and over again because it feels good. It it gives you some kind of pleasure or whatever, but it's not actually good. It's, it do, isn't it doesn't even have to be absolutely horrible for you. Like TikTok TikTok isn't generally like an evil thing. It's just overuse of anything can be bad, right? And, and the thing is, it it affects you in ways that you're not capable of thinking about and recognizing what's happening right and that's just in, in well, general wait hold on but uh, now i'm i'm probably just playing like like um word games here but w- wouldn't anything that is inherently bad for you be bad well but what what defines inherently bad for you right i mean obviously there's it, obviously there it, are some if it damages you right, no. in any way uh, it's bad okay so if you can do a car, you have the op- you have the potential to crash it into a tree. Therefore you should never drive. Mm-hmm. Um because mm-hmm. it, because it has a te- the potential to be bad for you. Like I use TikTok all the time. It doesn't mean that I'm addicted to it, right? I use it for well, 2 minutes a day, I'm fine, you know? I I would say yes, cars are very convenient and good, but they are also not good for you, right? They make so, you lazy like right. like there's I've a also whole bunch fired of people conv- about- at uh, my job because people would would sit there and in between you know press cycles fire up their phone and watch watch tiktok videos well i mean that's kind of my point is that anything good used to excess is bad but that doesn't Uh, that doesn't make the thing itself bad it just means that people don't have the willpower or uh, capability mentally to realize what they're doing is bad. It doesn't make the tool bad. Well, Matt, I could also throw, I could also say that beer is one of the healthiest drinks that you could possibly drink. Well, surprisingly, it doesn't. Okay. So th- just because my argument is also true, doesn't mean that there aren't also things out there that are just bad for you. Like there are no beneficial uses anymore, at least of cocaine, right? Everything that you could do with cocaine, at least, nowadays uh is bad for you um and we well, realize but that actually really- that was going to be the the exact thing that i used because you are right just because something can hurt you doesn't mean it's bad but something that is either designed or just inherently um extremely difficult to use like that's the reason we don't use cocaine anymore it's not because there's not medical uses for it or it can be used good it's it also has a extremely high likelihood of getting you addicted and you being incapable of using it properly 
so we don't use it. And that's kind of the same thing with the technology with like short form content on social media and AI. We, you can't like, you can't not like, you can't use it responsibly. Like but if someone you, gives you, you like the problem, the can, biggest problem with AI is you can use yeah, it responsibly. You just have to be self-aware enough to do so. Well then why don't we let everyone do cocaine? Cause huh. I mean, you can well, use because, it responsibly because, because there's, the benefits of cocaine, just straight up coke. Okay, first of all, obviously no personal experience here, but the, just want to put that put that up. <laughs> when cocaine was used, it was used in other things to be medicinal, right? It wasn't just say here, have some cocaine. That's not the way it was used. It was used. It was also prescribed by. I mean, obviously we'd call them you know, hacks today, but at the time they were medical doctors and they were prescribed. But but, I mean, and it was also used in, in um, like commercial aspects and stuff too, in in commercial products. But eventually they realized that it was bad and there was no real benefit towards using it. Right. But wait, but hold on, hold on. You say they realized it was bad. Why did they realize it was bad? Because people actually got addicted to it and there was no way of, there was heavy addiction every, and that's my, that's my point. Right. Okay. Um, My my point, short form content is inherently addictive. You can use TikTok without getting addicted. You show me, but you can also use cocaine without getting addicted. Show me one example where that's true. Uh, I've got a buddy. I can, he, he, I can literally go down to his house just, and bring him over you know, here. Once a year and like, oh, that's good. My cousin, uh, he's done cocaine like off and on, like throughout college, like once and twice here, there, like okay. maybe a handful of times. I, I mean, I, like, I, you, I don't, I'd say there's probably the exceptions that prove the rule of ask me more, majority of people who actually ever use cocaine probably eventually got addicted but, to it. Th- th- but that's, that, that, that is my point. Mo- like, yes, there are oddities where you First of, like, oh, where there are a lot of First people of all, who this conversation get addicted. Is <laughs> Absolutely. The yeah. best conversation we've ever had. Let's talk. Did about I ever mention that uh, I have smoked cigarettes before? Uh, that said, was I ever actually addicted to the cigarettes? Well, I could probably, I could survive multiple days at a time without, you know, consuming a cigarette. So and was I, I ever actually addicted to him? No. Actual yeah, But benefit. see, that's the thing. Nicotine is bad because it is addictive. And all of these technologies okay. that we're talking about are also bad okay. because so, no, no, short-form guys, content guys, is guys, literally guys, designed guys, by that's gambling it. companies. That said. Nic- nicotine causes cancer. We know this now. We, we already know this. Okay. But nicotine... Th- has no nicotine to this day does actually have medical uses. And it, and it is yes. prescribed at times. Yes. Keyword there prescribed, okay? Something that is most. Are you saying that we need to? Per, are you no, saying no, that we need I'm, to I'm, start what prescribing I'm, what I'm TikTok? Sa- what I'm saying yes. it is that when something is absolutely inherently has bad intentions, bad consequences if you do it, and there might be something randomly positive if you do use it based on some obscure medical, you know, thing that I don't understand. It's prescribed by someone who understands, someone outside of your control who understands that thing, right? We're talking about TikTok, okay? Does it have uh, addictive qualities? Sure. But you've moved past the things where it's actually physically harmful to something that affects you mentally, right? And when it, when, when it, no, 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 hold on a second. When it becomes something like that, it has to be about personal responsibility. Because, guys, the, the blaming like, okay so I, i'm not saying that the intentions behind tiktok were pure or that they don't steal all the data 
that they're not, you know, a show for the Chinese Communist Party, whatever. There's a lot of arguments against TikTok, but one of one of them cannot be that it was inherently meant to be evil uh, and affect, you know, people negatively all the time, okay? Because if it was meant to affect them negatively all the time, I, I don't know. The, 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 uh, well, no, actually, hold on. I'll go ahead and tell you. It was literally designed to be bad for you. Um, it's designed to make sure that you are more likely to Literally continue to spend time on the platform on as the internet much as is possible. Like that. Yes, but hold on. It was designed by gambling companies. It's engineered exactly like gambling. And I don't think anyone in this live stream, especially those who have children, are going to say that, yeah, I'd, I'd let my kid go off to gamble at eight or nine years old. First of all, you wouldn't. Okay. It's bad because it is addictive. Personal is responsibility bad. is a thing. Also, people fucking parents your children. What is your nine year old doing with a with a with a phone with it with it with so so would you say that uh because personal agency is the biggest part that we should just legalize all drugs no because everyone should have the personal agency to neither not use them or choose because there's obviously extremes to both sides of the argument okay but exactly it could because they they have a potential to be extremely negatively impactful on someone so does we've devolved away so does ai we've devolved so far from the ai but i we have to have this conversation because because Uh, uh, to be fair everything negative we say about tiktok will also applies to all the other social media platforms like ringo and chat has said and honestly, all the all the good things about TikTok can also be applied right. to all the. It's to this all is not it's, it's, well. it's not a TikTok thing specifically. We we all know we're that. just using TikTok because it's currently in currently the news, the and that's what the subject matter of the news. Right, yeah. right. The thing the thing is is that anything on the internet that, that you use has the potential to be uh, addictive. Right. For example, my mom was addicted to Yahoo Answers. Stupidest thing ever. Like there was a point in time where I was addicted to Yahoo Answers too, because you know some of the answers were just that good right? and reliable. Well, she, yeah. she was really good at answering the questions, and she thought if she didn't answer the yeah. questions, that nobody else was going to. Right? Anything that said, uh, that said, Reddit is still my source of truth for product reviews. Okay, people are addicted <laughs> to Reddit. People are are addicted to any number of things on the internet. And yes, addiction is bad, and some people are more prone to it than others. And obviously, products that take advantage of those people and specifically children are bad but at a certain point it has to it has to go both ways okay yes fine uh say tiktok is addictive and that's a bad thing come up with whatever really weird solution you want to to fix that whether that's banning or telling them that they have to open source the algorithm or whatever that that solution is but there has to be equal part on the other side where we just let everybody do whatever they want to do and have no personal responsibility over the things that they that they do in their lives and blame everything on the thing the tools that they use yeah. um and you know i completely agree with you there needs to be a bit of both um or equal e- equally both but the the how we got down this rabbit hole was you were saying that stuff like drugs like cocaine and stuff are inherently bad while TikTok or AI, whatever social media is not inherent. Like it's not the same thing. But the the drugs that we have that are either prescribed, heavily restricted, or just outright illegal are typically not always, but typically they're purposely designed 
in a way that makes them more likely to have negative impacts on people. Uh, normally quite a bit, especially if we're going to stick with the cocaine or heroin like aspect of the conversation. Like, yeah, those are, those have pretty negative side effects on people. And I mean, if you don't think that social media is exactly the same thing, go out and to a, to a small kid's birthday party, like six to 12 years old. I'm just going to randomly um, show up at a little kid's birthday party. That's good. Well, I would, I would, I'm in this example. I'm hoping they're family, but sure. Yeah. Just go out to a random birthday party that you weren't invited to. Hey, It'll be great. what's up guys? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm telling you those kids like I, I've, I've seen it. We all have seen it. Everyone's seen it. And if you haven't seen it, you need to go outside and touch some grass and go see some people. Um, kids nowadays aren't playing with each other. They're just sitting next to each other on devices, okay. which I, like, look, I like sitting in front of a computer. I don't think that's inherently a bad thing, but it is changing. It's changing. Not just like what kids are interested in. It's, it's changing their behavior, the way they interact with each other. And most of the time in a negative way, I still I mean, honestly if, think that Pokemon go is one of the best things that came out in the past 10 years for, for kids. I won't really disagree with you there oh, because oh, it did, it did encourage them to get out get out and roam around though. I, I can't believe I'm falling really on the did. side of actually defending AI and TikTok, which is just a weird fucking place to be. But <laughs> yeah, okay, uh, and, and Tyler, you were right. That is a situation that is absolutely happening. It's 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 horrible and obviously needs to stop. But maybe it's just because I'm of the older generation. Okay, <laughs> which which is again a weird place for me to say being you know closer to forty than thirty. But parents have to have responsibility for what has for that situation, right? Someone. Yeah, but wait, wait, hold on, hold on. See, see, you're going down a route that we're we're not even discussing. We're talking about just is it bad? Like AI. Okay, okay. Let's just say, I, uh, fine, I will agree with you, TikTok, Facebook, all of it, horrible for people, okay? That's that's 100% true, okay? If that is true, if we take that, that to be 100% fact, then why would a parent who's supposed to be, you know, a fucking parent, give the kids access to it? You wouldn't say, hey, nine-year-old kid, here, have some heroin. It's perfectly fine. They used to to give it back as medicine back in the good old days, you know? You wouldn't do that. You wouldn't give them access to that thing because it is bad, okay? So if what you're saying is yeah. true, which, you know, in, in, in some portion it is true, sure, why would then you give the kids who don't have the mental capability to realize that it's bad the tools to actually access it and and before anyone says well they'll we'll get they'll get onto it eventually anyways or they'll they'll find some way around the restrictions that parents place on bull shit okay kids do not have jobs they cannot go to at&t and buy themselves a thousand dollar iphone unless someone gives them the money Okay. So, uh, and also the idea that they're going to go over to their friend's house yeah, uh, and yeah, I, I, use it is fine. Obviously, like, obviously, the, the, house. You know, it, the problem, the, pro the whole fucking point is moot because it's way too fucking late for all of it, right? There, there's, there's yep. no solution that it is going to be a hundred percent foolproof way to get you know kids off from these services to get kids from being affected by AI. None of the things that are you know, but. There are things that you can use to mitigate those type. Of, God damn it! How do we get in this conversation? 
<laughs> All right. I like it, but no, yeah, yeah. There are definitely things you could do to mitigate it. Just uh-huh. okay. So, if I were to have you know kids, right? I'm a big technologist. You know, I have computers all over. There's six computers in this room, you know. Uh, there's another four of them out in the, the living room. All of them used on a daily basis by various members of my family, right? If I were to have kids, they would not have access to any of those computers until they turned like 10 years old. And then it would be fully 100% monitored, right? Uh, and I'm talking yeah. full-on parental controls. You're not using that computer unless I'm in the room with you, Okay. And, and then once once that kid has been taught to critically think, once that kid has been taught to realize that there are dangers on the internet, not only just, you know, malware and viruses and stuff, not just like technology threats, but, you know, predators and scam artists and all this stuff. Once they have reached the point where they have that knowledge to be able to critically think themselves away from a, a, a potential danger then they can start having more unmonitored access to it. Then they can start getting on to social media and stuff where they can start actually thinking about the things that are going on and be able to have the developed mind in order to actually, you know, participate online in, in a fashion. But the thing is, and, and I'm saying this, that this, that's what I would do, but the thing is, is it's just entirely too fucking late. It's like... There, uh, um, I, I go to, you know, um, you know, I, I go out and about, and the other day, I saw a kid. He had to have been up four years old, had an iPhone. <laughs> like, like I don't know. I, I'm, yeah. I, I have no clue whether or not it was his iPhone or the parents' iPhone. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna hope the fucking god it was the parents' iPhone. But the kid was just in there playing with it, and it, I, I, you know, I just caught a glance at what was what was on screen, and it was a, you know, it was a like a, a YouTube video of some kind, but the, the, so I'm assuming the kid parents gave it to the kid to g- give them, you know, like keep them from yelling and screaming or whatever. A pacifier. But yeah, four years old guys. It's just it, it's too freaking young. Also, parents spank your kids, okay? Just discipline them, please. All right. Anyways, guys, we got- well, and, and also I think a big thing that needs to be brought up is that's it, parenting children is going to get extremely like extremely difficult. And also, I'll say this, like you said, like, you know, let the kids start using the computer at 10 or whatever. Like to me, like, I think not letting your children use as someone who grew up using technology from a young child, very interested in it, very like it and everything. I wish I wouldn't have been able to use it until I was 14, 15, 16, because like I I, even at that point, I was saying, like, if, if you just let me out wild free on the Internet, not only was I dumb but also vocal the amount of dumb shit i said the amount of stuff that especially in this day and age you could get it serious trouble for like have your entire life ruined like mm-hmm. having kids on the internet is not a yeah, good so, thing especially letting them post it's so much I mean, easier for someone my age i was 22 years old when the iphone came out okay so it is much easier for someone my age and older to say don't give the kids you know technology but you it's literally impossible these days because even if the parent makes the decision like um you even makes the decision not to give them an iphone not to give them access free access to the internet not to give them access to a computer or whatever this stuff whatever however strict you want to be you go into an elementary school or a middle school or whatever what's the first thing they do they hand you a chromebook like here you go you know what i mean so so even yeah i was i was actually about to say that it's just like i have a niece she she started kindergarten this year uh, this school year 
and she was given not only a, a Chromebook, but she was actually required by the school to have a cell phone, of which the only cell phones that, that carriers in my area sell are smartphones. In kindergarten? Yes. What could possibly be the purpose? All right. All right. <laughs> well, actually, someone in chat said uh, there is a problem in some states where it's considered abuse to not give them yeah, electronics. Yeah, it's considered which, child abandonment. Which is so... All right, fine. We have those really stupid, like, bug phones or whatever that are literally just make phone calls. There you go. Yeah. Um, but but even then, like, that's like the state requiring you to give your child a bike at the, on their eighth birthday or else it's right, abuse. Right. It's like, what? All young kids must have ponies. <laughs> I'm just saying. They must <laughs> yeah, have the ponies. Like, what? Okay, guys, we have to We First of all, fantastic conversation, even if I did monopolize the whole thing. I, and I, I tried to ju- <laughs> jump back. I still, I'm just very... I was not nearly as animated as you today, and I do apologize about that. Oh, no, <laughs> don't apologize, man. It's been a good when, stream. It's been a good combo. Whenever I around. get into the whole, you know, very passionate about a topic, you just got to push in. You just got to push in. Um, mm-hmm. You got to be Jerry Springer out, jump right into the conversation. Um, anyways, before before we end this, we should actually talk about our, our thingies of the week, or as, as uh, Josh has uh, called them. What did you call them? Um, uh, uh, let's see here. So, uh, to preface this here, uh, Tyler was up way too late last night streaming, and uh, it it wasn't until somebody <laughs> mentioned the time where you where you realized that hey, it's six in the morning. I got a podcast in less than oh, in less and, than and eight. I'm nine gonna hours. say this: everyone in here better respect the hell out of Josh because I asked, I gave yeah. him my phone number so, and told him to call and wake me up. Yeah, he, he, he called me 39 times. He is the man like i, I called you 39 times and then i asked four different distributors. hold on there, there's a lot to this here tyler because uh you i don't know if you looked at your discord notifications because i did tell multiple yeah. discord communities to to start pinging you too <laughs> <laughs> I, I pulled out i pulled out the army to make sure that you were here today but yeah, uh I, I woke up to I, I literally had a heart attack with how many <laughs> notifications i had because i i, I even sent you priority voicemails <laughs> I literally silenced my phone because I kept going off. (laughs) (laughs) I was laying in bed and I was like, I couldn't go back to sleep because I'm like, dude, who would, who would constantly uh, do this? Matt, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the lead on the first pick here. But anyways, uh, I, I decided to in our show document to rename our picks of the week or thingies of the week to uh, things to wake up Tyler of the week, as uh, my, as my pick of the week is a literal alarm clock. (laughs) <laughs> it is called K Clock. It is a KDE project intended primarily for KDE Mobile, but it is available as a flat pack and is packaged for your X86 system, so you can install it on your computer. Well, and Josh, no. and hold on, there's more to this. Oh, go ahead, go, go ahead. There is a Windows port too for you, Tyler. Perfect. Okay. Well, see, here's what I was gonna say. In hindsight, next time what I'm gonna do is instead of setting the alarm on my phone, I've got a speaker system here. It's like an 80 watt speaker yeah. system. I'm gonna turn it up to full blast and set the alarm on my computer. That way, there is no chance I don't wake up. That shit will scare me so bad. It, it's not gonna matter. Yeah. If he wants to sleep through it. He's gonna sleep through it. True. True. No. What 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 he needs to do is do what I did and just wire up a whole house audio system. That way, you know it can. And uh, you know, connected to like your your Cody system on multiple on multiple uh, audio channels. That way, you know, you can get random sounds playing in random parts of the house to wake you up. Dude, I have a family. That is one way to guarantee I get up. 
Yeah. I have an alarm set and it starts going out throughout the house. Dude, my mom will kick open this door. Get your fucking ass up. Whole house is going wild. Get off. Uh, okay. Uh, Tyler, you have a thingy of the week for us this week. Yes, I didn't put it in the show notes because, you know, a little late waking up and <laughs> took a shower, did all that stuff. But um, uh, my thingy of the week is uh, Blender. Uh, there's an add-on for it. I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast before, but I've definitely used it in the past, and it's pretty nice. It's called Dream Textures. Uh, it's a plug-in that adds AI into it, um, and it's a pretty oddly useful piece of AI. Um, it's like It's not exceptionally useful especially with how many well open source or free assets or and textures there are out there um entire libraries but it generates seamless textures and i i believe it can do normal uh i, I know it can do the base albedo map uh normal maps height maps stuff like that so it's pretty useful really nice i've been using it lately cool uh well i take that back i haven't been using it lately i installed it played around with it for 10 minutes and then haven't touched it since uh-huh. it is really fun. well um if there's one application that will is guaranteed to have me looking like an idiot it's blender i i, I open it and my iq goes like splits in half oh um, um i had one guy uh message me on discord after live streaming doing the animation and he was like i'm really interested in learning this but i also do have to say there is i I loaded up the stream. I saw your your blender because I I'm doing animation, so I have like a curves graph, key like you know uh, keyframes. Um, I've got the viewport where I can see what the camera would see, and then I'm doing actual like blender viewport modeling. And then there's a timeline at the bottom. There's so much shit going on. He's like, I I've never been more intimidated at a UI in, in my entire yeah. life. It, it's and an awful lot. That. It's like the very yeah, first time we ever look at again. GIMP. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. oh no, yeah. Blender's yeah. way worse. No, I'm not saying I mean, good, it's I mean, way worse I'm now that you use GIMP for a little bit. But you know, like if you've never looked at Blender or GIMP, and the very first time that you ever load up GIMP and you see all those yes. buttons everywhere, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, yeah. so mine is going to be uh, very nerdy. But if you have a ButterFS system and you are using Snapper to create snapshots automatically. Uh, there is a GUI tool for Snapper. It's called Snapper GUI. Uh, it's in the AUR. I'm not sure if it's in Community or not, but it's definitely in the AUR. Um, and it, it's only in the AUR right now. Okay. Um, it's actually pretty good. It's not as intuitive as like something like TimeShift. So if you're more familiar with TimeShift, you may want to stick with TimeShift. But if you're more familiar with GUIs and you're interested in using Snapper, you can use Snapper GUI. Now, I will say that it doesn't do a good job of setting it up. I, like, I don't think it sets it up at all. It's just a tool for after you have everything set up so you can manage your snapshots yep. and stuff. So uh, it's not going to get you to the process of actually having Snapper set up. That's going to be something you have to hop into the terminal to actually do. Um and honestly, the whole process of setting up Snapper was not hard. It's just a matter of making sure you have all the dependencies because there's two different ones of Snap of Snap Pack that you. That's what it's called, Snap Pack, right, Josh? Yeah. Uh, so Snap Pack no. Grub is the one that I recommended right. you. You you have to have both of them installed. I found that out the hard way. Um, yep. So you do have to. So you have to have the regular and the one with Grub if you want Grub to actually update. Otherwise, you have to manually reconfigure your Grub uh, Grub config every single time you do a. a a snapshot. So, um, anyways, Snapper GUI, really good tool if you have Snapper set up. Um, and I highly recommend if you're using ButterFS to actually use the snapshotting system. For a very long time there, I had ButterFS and never actually used the snapshots. 
Um, and then I got into. Turns out it's actually really, really useful, especially when you when you're doing something like hourly snapshots of your home directory, and you're sitting there, you're working up, you're working on a project, and then you just accidentally delete a file. Dude, and, I've uh, got to be honest. You accidentally RM something. Yeah. My rule, like an hour, is really good. But like my rule is, if you're using ButterFS and you're not taking snapshots at least every six hours, you fucked up. I, yeah. Like for me, it's always straight at six hours. I have the time, and it's the best. I have the timeline set at one hour. So, um, I also have like now like seventy-five snapshots because for whatever reason, my uh, my rule for deleting the snapshots after it hit a certain threshold didn't take i don't know if i didn't save the pro- the file or whatever so i gotta check that out anyways um, but anyways uh matt to further expand if you need something that's a bit more comp that gives you a lot more gui tools compared to uh snapper gui uh butterfs assistant uh it, c- it can actually handle it can do all the things that the snapper gui can do plus more it c- you can also have it set it's a GUI application that you can use for like uh, scrubbing your butter butterfs file system, which on a single disk system you're probably not doing very very often anyway. But like if you're d- managing anything like a like a RAID stack on your uh, on your system, it's a really useful tool to have. Hmm. I'll have to give that a look. Uh, question: Was it you that tried? Because I I remember someone trying to tell me about that program and like tell me I should go check it out. Was that you? Uh, Steve mentioned it before. Okay, I I couldn't remember who told me about it. All right, so that is it for the Linux cast, guys. This was one hell of a conversation. We we, um, we don't get into topics like this very often where we actually, I mean, usually we're pretty much in lockstep on, in terms of stuff, but, you know, it was very confrontational today, and, uh, yeah, it was pretty good. So that is... It, it was a good kind of confrontational, yeah, well, though. Well, I don't want to... I don't want to... I mean, we're all still friends, so we managed to make it through the... We, we, we made it through. I think we should do the same thing next month at the very end of the month for last for last episode. Well, I hold on. I think we should do these kind of streams more often. Uh, once a month would be good. Like where we just it like it, it it we just pick out a topic and we just bullshit talk, go down rabbit holes. You I, know, I, do what we I did can today. Agree with that. I think it was very good. Also, Steve, you missed a good one, bud. Uh, I hope the wedding was worth it. I mean, I'm just saying, this was much more important. Anyways, that's it for this episode of the Linux Cast. We record this live every Saturday around 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. We usually go for about an hour and a half. Today, we're um, closer to two hours, which is uh, not surprising given the fact that we spent 40 minutes at the beginning talking about Arch. So, what are you going to do? Anyways, uh, before I go, I should take a moment to thank all my patrons. So, thanks to everybody who does support me at patreon.com slash linuxcast. If you'd like to, head on over there. Um whole bunch of perks anyways thanks to everybody who does support me on patreon you guys are all absolutely amazing you guys are like i said just mm, such good um truly appreciate every all the support so uh we'll see you next week again every saturday three o'clock p.m eastern time there are time stamps in the in the you know thingamajig below eventually so uh we'll see you next week bye, bye.